0: with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King.
1: Hello, I'm Uncle Daniel, and we have a special worship time planned today. It's our sincere desire that these worship times will draw you very close to your Savior and best friend, Jesus. So we welcome you, along with Auntie Leah and the children here with us.
2: Hello, Uncle Daniel. This is just my favorite time of the week because I get to put all the busyness away for the week and spend special time with Jesus and rest.
0: Can I say hello to some children from Tasmania who watch the Day with the King?
1: Yes, you sure can. Who are they?
0: Michaela, Eli and Hannah from the Sheffield area.
1: Hello. Hello. We'd love to hear from you and find out a little about you. Do you have any good news stories you'd like to share with us? Well, why don't you email us at the address on the screen? Alicia, would you please say a prayer for us?
0: Sure. Dear Father in heaven, Thank you for caring for us during the past week. Please forgive us where we have let you down. Please give us a fresh start this Sabbath. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Alicia. That's
3: all
0: right. Auntie Leah, do you have a special gem for us today?
2: I sure have. But first, let's briefly review what we've discovered on our treasure hunt for Bible gems. These help us understand prophecy. The Bible explains itself. We don't need to go outside the Bible to interpret prophecy. Many prophecies have already been fulfilled. This should encourage us and give us confidence in the Bible as the divine Word of God. All the messages in the Bible, including prophetic messages, are given to point us to Jesus and all that He has done for us and continues to do for us. The most important point to remember about Bible prophecy is that it points to the work of Jesus as our Saviour, our Helper and our best friend. And the most amazing of all, He has sent a special message just to you in these last days of this earth's history. Jesus offers you an amazing opportunity to serve Him. Let's find out our Bible gem. Bailey, would you please see what very special gem we have today? Sure. Wow, look at that, how amazing. I hope the loveliness of this Bible gem reminds you of Jesus. Bailey, what's
0: the Bible reference? Acts 2, 17 and 18. Bethany, would you please read that for us? And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old old men shall see dreams, shall dream dreams, and on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Did
2: you hear that? Who did God say He would give the prophetic gift to in these last days? Our day.
1: Sons, Sons and daughters, men servants and maid
2: Are you a son or daughter?
3: Yes. yes.
2: The term maidservants and servants refer to young women and young men, teenagers like Daniel and Ellen White, who choose to follow Jesus with all their heart. Think about this. What if God wanted you to share a message with others? Would you be obedient and ready to do that? Can you say with Isaiah, here I am, send me. During these Sabbath hours, think about what you might need to do to get ready for such a role if God called on you. So remember, stay close to God. You never know if He will choose you to be His messenger with a special dream or vision to bless and help someone.
1: Thank you, Aunt Elia. What an amazing prophecy and what a privilege to be a part of sharing the gospel. Do you want to help Jesus share the good news about His soon return?
0: Yes. yes. Uncle Daniel, Braden is here to sing with us.
1: Yes, he is. Welcome, Braden. Thanks, Uncle Daniel. Hi, everyone. <coughs> Now, I hear that you're going to be looking at Nehemiah today in your Bible study. This song is about what Nehemiah said to the people who were trying to distract him from building the wall, and it's called,
0: I'm Working for the Lord. Brayden, right can we please sing Remember the Sabbath?
1: That's a great choice. Let's let's sing it together.
3: Looking forward, looking back, we're going to keep on track. Looking forward, looking back, we're going to keep on track. Looking forward to salvation, looking forward.
0: Can I sing Give Your Heart to Jesus? That's a great song to finish off with. Let's sing it together. Love singing songs about Jesus. It's time to join Dr. John for another amazing true story.
4: Hello, boys and girls. I'm Dr. John, and it is so good to have you again. And hello to all the boys and girls watching right around the world. You know, way across in America, in the Appalachian Mountains, there was a group of people who used to meet for worship every Sabbath. And they were so poor, they didn't have a church. And every week they would say, oh, I wish we had a church. They had to hire a hall, and they had to put the chairs out, and then they had to pack them up every Sabbath the same. We've got no money. And then one day, a little old lady came to the pastor, and I'm going to put on the pastor's hat, and she said, "Pastor." I'm not very rich, but I've got a little block of ground, and there is just enough room to put a church there. And the pastor said, You are so kind. And you know, they saved up their money and they built the church on a little block of ground in one corner because the rest of the block had a great big mountain of dirt and they said that we can just get the church in there and they were looking forward so much because next sabbath was going to be the very first time they worshiped in their new church and they were really excited. The pastor was standing outside the church And he was just painting and making sure everything looked good. And the car stopped and out came the building inspector. Now, the building inspector did not like Christians. He said, I've come to inspect the church. And so he went inside and he looked at the doors. He made sure that... They opened and shut, and he said, maybe I can find something wrong with the windows. So he rattled the windows. Maybe there's not a fire escape exit sign. So he looked around. Everything was right. He was looking for trouble. And so he said, hmm, where are you going to park the cars? And the pastor said, we'll park them out in the street. No, you won't. You must have a car park. You will not open your church. You will not worship there until you have a car park. We haven't got a car park. Too bad. Goodbye. Oh, please. No, nah. and he went away. And the pastor was so unhappy. And he said, we'll have a prayer meeting. And all the church got together and they prayed for three hours. And then they said, we will open our church on Sabbath. God will do a miracle. And the pastor was standing outside and a truck stopped. And out came a man with a dirty hat, a rough face and overalls. And he said, are you the pastor? Yes, I am. I need some dirt, and you've got a big pile of dirt. Can we have it? Oh, yes, you can. I'll pay you for it. Will you really? I'll pay you lots of money, and I'll turn it into a car park. Oh, really? And so he called his men, and they got the bulldozers and the trucks, and they shifted all the dirt, and the pastor was watching, and the foreman was there, and when it was all finished... There was a car park, and there was a proper road and painting and lights, and the pastor said, Thank you so much. God has answered prayers. And the builder said, You're welcome. And on Sabbath, the pastor said, Welcome to our new church. God has blessed us. We have faith to move a mountain. And that is what God loves. He loves people who have faith to move mountains. Thank you, boys and girls.
1: Welcome to our Bible study. Got your Bible ready? Shemaya, would you please pray and invite God's Holy Spirit to be with us as we study our Bibles?
0: Sure. Dear Jesus, thank you for our Bibles. Please send your Holy Spirit to guide us. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. We had a lot of twists and turns in our intriguing Bible story last week, didn't we? Who was the queen in last week's story? Esther. Yes, and what did Queen Esther do that was so important? Esther saved the Jewish people. Yes. Those who decided not to return to the homeland under the decree of King Cyrus and King Darius faced their own mountains of difficulties, just like Zerubbabel did when rebuilding the temple at Jerusalem. About 70 years after the first exiles returned to Jerusalem and after Esther's time as queen, Artaxerxes Longimanus came to the throne. During his long rule, King Artaxerxes showed considerable favor to God's people. He had two Jewish friends whom he trusted completely. These were Ezra the scribe and Nehemiah the king's cupbearer. Through his association with these God-fearing men, he learned about the God of heaven and he recognized that God had given them men a special work to do. Now, Ezra, a very skilled scribe, lived among the Jews in Babylon. Do you know what a scribe does?
0: He writes things.
1: Yes, Ezra collected all the scriptures he could and had copies made so that the people everywhere could read them. There were no printing machines in those days. They copied the scriptures carefully by hand. Ezra worked tirelessly to revive people's interest in the scriptures. He also talked freely with the king about the power of God and the divine purpose in restoring the Jews to Jerusalem. In a letter to Ezra in 457 BC, King Artaxerxes issued the third and final decree for the restoration of Jerusalem. Open your Bibles to Ezra 7, verse 13, and would you please read that for us, Bethany?
0: I issue a decree that all those of the people of Israel and the priests and Levites in my realm who volunteered to go up to Jerusalem may go with you.
1: God put it in the king's heart to be very generous. He gave Ezra gold and silver, and the people and priests in Babylon gave money to help with the many expenses in rebuilding Jerusalem. Most importantly, though, this decree restored to the Jewish people the legal right to self-govern. Let's read verse 25. Thanks, Caleb.
0: And you, Ezra, according to your God-given wisdom, set... magistrates and judges who may judge all the people who are in the region beyond the river all such as know the law of your God and teach those who do not know them
1: the king also made it unlawful to require taxes from the Jewish priesthood who served in the temple the king also instructed Ezra to teach God's laws to the people Before heading out on the journey to Jerusalem accompanied by 2,000 Jewish exiles, Ezra prayed for God's protection. There were robbers along the way who could steal the silver and gold they carried. The king would have sent soldiers with them to protect them, but Ezra had told the king that God would take care of those who served him. Ezra also took several copies of every book that the previous prophets had written. That was much of what we call the Old Testament. His goal was to place God's word in the hands of the people of Israel. When he arrived, he began a careful cleanup of the sin that had invaded the lives of the Jews. One major event was separating the Jews from the foreign women they had married. These foreigners worshipped idols, which was the heinous sin that led the Israelites into captivity in the first place. Ezra taught the people God's word for some time. God blessed Ezra's labors with a spiritual revival among the Jews in Jerusalem and surrounding Judea. Meanwhile, back in King Artaxerxes' palace, Nehemiah, another Jew who loved God was working as the king's cupbearer. Sai, do you know what a cupbearer does?
0: He tastes and drinks the king's food to test if it has poison
1: in it. Yes, that's right. A very dangerous job, don't you think? Well, every mealtime, you risk dying. But Nehemiah did his job cheerfully and faithfully. One day, Nehemiah heard that the rebuilding work at Jerusalem had almost ground to a halt. He prayed earnestly and asked God to open up the way if he was meant to go and help rebuild Jerusalem. Nehemiah was so saddened by the news that even the king noticed. The king's servants were to always look happy in the king's presence, or he might order them to be put to death. Let's find out what happened. Turn to the book of Nehemiah, the next book in the Bible after Ezra. And we'll start with Bryce, and we'll read Nehemiah 2, verses 2 to 5. Bryce, could you please read verse 2?
0: Therefore the king said to me, Why is your face sad, since you are not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I came dreadfully afraid.
1: And Shemiah verse three.
0: And said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's teams lies waste and its gates are burned with fire?
1: And Jairah verse four.
0: Then the king said to me, What do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven.
1: And Psy, verse 5.
0: And I said to the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it.
1: King Artaxerxes kindly agreed. So about 13 years after Ezra went to Jerusalem, Nehemiah journeyed there. The king also provided Nehemiah with official letters and soldiers to protect him as he traveled. He even gave Nehemiah a letter for Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest. Asaph was ordered to provide as much timber as Nehemiah asked for to build the city walls and gates and for his own house. When Nehemiah arrived at Jerusalem, he secretly rode around the city by night to assess the huge task of rebuilding the wall. Undaunted by what he saw, he spoke with the priests, nobles and officials. Aunty Leah, could you please read Nehemiah's proposal in verses 17 and
2: 18? Sure. Then I said to them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire? Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me, and also of the king's words, that he had spoken to me. So they said, Let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work.
1: So every family was allocated a section of the wall, and they all worked together. As before, the opposition was back, mocking them and trying to stop the work. One mocked, Even a fox could knock the wall down. But when their taunts didn't work, Sanballat, a Sumerian leader, tried to lay a trap to kill Nehemiah. Five times he sent messengers to entice Nehemiah to come for talks in the plain of Ono, and five times Nehemiah refused. Bethany, could you please read Nehemiah's reply in chapter 6, verse 3?
0: So I sent messengers to them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you?
1: Let's have a look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings in Prophets and Kings, page 645, to see what it shines on this. Thanks, Caleb.
0: Amidst great discouragement, Nehemiah made God his trust, his sure defense. However, craftily the plots of of Satan and his agents may be laid. God can detect them and bring to naught all their counsels. And response of faith today will be the response made by Nehemiah. Our God shall fight for us, for God is in the work and no man can prevent his ultimate success.
1: Just like Nehemiah, the Apostle Paul was very positive even in distressing circumstances. Let's turn to Romans 8.31 and read the second part together for our memory verse. Okay, let's read. If If God God is for us, who can be against us? us? Amen. God prospered their efforts. After lying in ruins for nearly 90 years, chapter 6, verse 15, tells us they finished rebuilding the walls in just 52 days under Nehemiah's leadership. That's less than two months. They also made doors for all the city gates with timber provided from the king's forest and soon the city was secure. This was cause for celebration. Ezra read from the scrolls to the assembled crowd. The people wept when they heard how far they had drifted away from following God. But the ever positive Nehemiah encouraged them to rejoice as they renewed their vows to follow God's word. So they praised God for all he had done in restoring their homeland to them. We've been on quite a long trek, haven't we? In everything we see, how lovingly God watches over us and is always ready to help us. Now, here's Matthew and Kaylee to remind us how to obtain the devotional that goes with today's Bible study.
0: (sighs) (coughs) What do you want? You bored? Yes. Look what I got. Whoa. Look at Tell that! Cool. Where'd you get this? A day the Thank you, Matthew and Kaylee. Let's go over our memory verse. You can say it too. If God is for us, who can be against us?
3: Romans 8 31.
2: Now there's a promise to give us confidence that Jesus will deliver us out of all our troubles. You know, Jesus has already proved to us that he is stronger than Satan.
0: Bailey, what did you learn about the king today? If I keep trusting in Jesus, I can get the victory over my sins.
2: Wow, that's so true. Victory is promised to us. All we have to do is trust Jesus and obey his word through the strength that he freely gives us. Just ask. It's so simple. Uncle Daniel, it's time for our blessing song.
1: Yes, it is. May you be a blessing to someone this Sabbath. As Jesus has blessed you. Ready, everyone?
3: May God bless you.
0: I know Jesus loves me because he's blessed me with amazing family and friends. I know Jesus loves me because he keeps me safe from day to day. I know Jesus loves me because he gave me animals. been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.